0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Serious for God Leaders Podcast. I'm Tim Alford, National Director of Serious for God and Volunteer Youth Leader at the Source Church Malvern. I'm Dustin Rubio, Youth Pastor of Swansea City Church and Regional Leader of Wales and Southwest Midlands. And this is a conversation designed to help youth leaders connect, think and grow. Welcome back,
1: everybody, to the Serious for God Leadership podcast. And this is number three of a series of youth work in different contexts. So we covered small town uh, youth work context, uh, city uh, youth work context. And in this one, this episode uh, is urban youth work context. Um, so we're sitting here with Daniel Schillingford or Schillingford. Which one do you prefer?
2: sitting food is fine. Okay, it's fine. It's good with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey um, within youth work, mm. and uh, what you're doing and
2: and all that stuff? Wow. So, I've been in youth work for about a little, bit, a little, a little over 10 years now. And uh, my journey in youth work was really working in um, uh, City Gates Christian Center as a voluntary youth work. And then having a real appetite to really take that experience a bit further. So um, I went on to do like a semi-detached youth work in a a place called uh, Gascon Estate, which was a traditional youth club. Uh, And we would go out on the streets and then interact with people and talk with people there. Then I pushed on from there and I worked with a setting called Bernardo's. Young people were young carers, so young people that cared for their parents and then pushed on from there, did... um, uh, young offenders, which was young people that offended various different crimes. So within a span of a uh, uh, a few years, I worked with young people who were um, the best in society, looking after parents who were really ill or had disabilities. And I also worked with young people who were in prison or going into prison for um, crimes of rape and, and 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 violence and murder so to suspect uh, him and then I went into literal church youth work for seven years which is like Salvation Army um, and a Baptist Church and now with the Elim Church so very broad in some of its expression yeah. over a period of time. Wow. All urban context, as it were. Wow. OK, so
1: we're, we're, we're in for it. So where is City Gates? You mentioned that. Where City
2: Gates there? is Ilford, Essex. We like to think we're London, but we're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we like to like think yeah. that, but we're not. We're still yeah, Essex.
2: Yeah. Um, but we're not kind of only way Essex. We're just, we're just Essex, as it yeah. were.
1: You don't want to mention anything about you know some uh some flames or anything
2: uh yeah I, as well on my journey i was in a a, a rap group as well yeah. uh called revelation squad yeah. and there's there about there's four of us in it and uh we just put some put some put some bars down then and that was a, that was a good seven eight years ago people were trying to Bring me out the dead to kind of wrap a few things but i'm cool i'm are all we, right are we not gonna get that we're not
1: gonna get that today you are not gonna pa- get that today it was flames right Past- yeah flames that, yeah flames. and
2: people ask me why flames i haven't got a clue just like i just like cool. the image yeah yeah <laughs> nice mm. all right so we're gonna do something that that uh that we do
1: from time to time and we're just gonna throw out some some either ors to Great. you yeah and you just pick instinct quickest one ready go for it continental or full english I'll go for full English.
2: Steak or salad? I'll go for steak. Twitter or Facebook? I'm on Facebook. Boxing or ballet? Uh, I'm boxing all day. <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? I'm uh, f- McDonald's,
0: you know. Old Testament or New Testament?
2: <laughs> you know what? Shock her. I'm a New Testament lover. <laughs> uh, but I do love uh, a bit of Old you Testament. You have to say it? both.
0: So, so, so Dan, Dustin... Let's just have, Mm. let's set it out before Mm. we get into the conversation. What are we saying then? What are we saying is the difference between city context, like we spoke about with Jesse last month, and urban context. What do we mean by that? What's the difference? Well, urban context,
1: I, I think it's more of a, it's a flavor Daniel, you can kick it at any time. It's mm. other. It's it's a flavor. It's it's a lifestyle. It's a culture, mm. and I think um, I, you could even put in a little bit of a, a social class as well. For sure, um, and I think uh, with the urban context, you have influences. I, I think uh, music, uh, hip hop, or or stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I mean,
2: it, let me push in there. Uh, there's nine elements to the urban context that needs to be put through, and a guy called Chaos had once said it. So Chaos had one. They that this is breakdancing, it's rap or MC, it's graffiti, it's DJing, it's beatboxing, it's um, street fashion or fashion in a sense, it's language, it's street knowledge and it's entrepreneurism. So these are the nine areas that are clear for urban context. Now you can find them areas, you can find those things in any setting you want, but actually um, if uniquely urban would be these things. So for example, if you run into come across young people, your know, dance and movement is big in the urban setting. And if you're going to do a, a presentation that engages them, it doesn't have to be break dancing, but dancing that expression will be in there somewhere, mm. f- somewhere down the line, whether it's crumping, whether it's, mm. wh- whether it's um, popping with locking, it's something in there. And that's really a strong um, hip hop uh, music genre. Mm-hmm. but from that genre a lifestyle expands from that and then you've got rap or the mc who brings people on the edges of the party into the middle mm-hmm. um some people say like passes are that i think that's the overplay but mm-hmm. <laughs> a rapper mc they bring people into the middle you've got graffiti graffiti fantastic people mm-hmm. are like what are you talking about graffiti is the expression of the unheard voice So in essence, if you see graffiti on walls, if you see graffiti on top of buildings, it's saying, my name is, whatever his name is, thriller, killer, whatever it may be. It's for those outside to see. It's not for the wider community to know. So if you see graffiti, it's trying to say, I've graffitied this massive building. You don't understand the tag or the language, but those in the urban setting will. Mm. So um, urban setting has a massive identity and when you're driving on your train you see all these graffiti's on the wall start to think who's trying to communicate what so these are the, these are these are some of the elements and throughout today i'll just push through how it worked out in my practice these nine elements
1: yeah oh that's really good so what does youth ministry in an urban context look like
2: right so youth ministry in an urban context it looks like um uh, for sure embracing or um embracing the expression of young people so sometimes with an urban context, some people say, can I work there? I don't understand the language, the culture. Definitely, if you, you could be 80 or you could be 50 working in the city, as long as you're willing for them to educate you about where they are at the moment, it's a forever listening voice. So you don't have to be urban as it were. I might fit in the, in the bracket of an urban youth worker, but you have to be a youth worker willing to listen to these nine elements that come up. And they're very strong. If you come into it, it's almost like a another planet, like another world. Like, okay, he's speaking slang. I don't understand what he's talking about, and it's just saying, "Well, tell me what does that mean." Now they don't want you to talk slang because it's not for you, yeah. But they want you to say, "Tell me about it." So, urban YouTube context is listening to. I
0: think that's really profound, actually, Dan, and that, and that's transferable beyond the borders of an urban context, isn't sure. it? Because what you're saying there is, you, you, you don't have to. Be like somebody to minister positively into their lives. You just need to understand somebody to minister positively, and that's a real encouragement, isn't it? And uh, you know, isn't it? Isn't it true that uh, our our goal as youth workers is is not to be like the young people that we're working with; it's to be like Jesus yeah uh, for sure isn't it yeah. that's a real encouragement i, 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 to real I would
2: say you know in urban concert they've got a little phrase real recognize real in the sense that uh, when you come across somebody and i've had i've worked with people um ladies who are 60 and they're in my youth group and they're like a mother figure and they're just themselves Great. and yeah. they warm to that i yep. don't want you taking slam <laughs> I want you to show me what it like, what it looks like to be a mother or a grandmother at that age. I yeah. want to see progression. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not my teens. And they young people like, don't you want to be? I don't want to be in my teens? <laughs> I want to show you what masculinity looks like from a male yeah. perspective from my age. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm not looking to do that. So they recognise authenticity. They recognise a real, vibrant relationship. So listening and being yourself. Um, is a win in urban context yeah. if you 're trying to sound like someone else they 'll just say nah he's yeah. he 's not, he's not, he's not about it as it were he 's not the real deal
1: yeah when I was working in in, in Brooklyn, um, I got to see that firsthand there was this there was a bunch of people that would come from Europe mm. and um, you know english wasn 't their first language. I remember this one guy went there and a couple months into it. he just felt like his skinny jeans needed just to be a lot baggier <laughs> so he got himself. He went up to the street on Broadway between Bed Stuy and and Bushwick, mm. and and he got himself some baggy jeans because that's what ev- all the kids were wearing, you know. Mm. And so he went. He got himself a do rag. Do you guys wear yeah, do rags? Yeah, yeah, So he wore this do rag. Um, how mm. would you even describe to listeners what a do rag
2: is? Do rag is like a cloth over your head, really. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's so, so, uh, it, simple enough.
1: Yeah, like a cloth over your head. you tie mm. it up, and uh, and he wore that. This is this German white guy. Okay. And then he he not only he started using slang words and he was just using them in weird places. For sure. And um and they had no respect for him. Us as his colleagues had no respect for him. So mm. we had to pull him aside mm. and say, What are you doing? And then on the other hand, we had Miss Joanne. Miss Joanne was this lady in her fifties. She was from South Carolina. Yeah. She had a southern accent like mm. this. And I tell you what, there were so many young people from this sure. urban context. That loved her she would bring in a a bus a big Mm, old American mm -hmm. yellow cheese wagon bus Mm, and it would be packed out and mm. people loved her because it's exactly what you said it Mm. was the authenticity and one of the things I found in working in small town context city context urban context is -hmm. that for some reason and maybe you might touch on this is urban inner city kids can read people.
2: Very well. They have to very well. It's they the
1: weirdest to. thing. They read people They've, very they well. Have to, yeah. Um I, I think, think it's the life
2: skills that. they have to develop because of the setting they in. The end. They've got to work out really are you gonna to some degree are you gonna hurt me or are you gonna are you it's gonna true. support me? Yep. Where are you? What are you doing? Is then they watch your mannerisms, how you treat people, how you treat their the, their friends and pass on and the so they read people really, really quick. So you've got these two things you've got authenticity and you've got being relevant. These are the two battles. And some youth workers are, oh, we've got to be relevant, relevant. Relevant is subjective, it changes for a period of time. And to be honest, as you grow, you become unrelevant. Mm. So the reality, authenticity, always trumps relevancy for sure.
0: That is. Just say that, say that line again, Dan, because that is absolutely brilliant stuff. Was it relevancy? See, so
2: you've got relevancy and authentic uh, being relevant and being authentic and authenticity. So it's being what we call, if I spoke to young people, being yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Or being something that you're relevant for now, but in five years time yeah, yeah you're not relevant anymore and, we, and, and sometimes we think relevance brings people but authenticity wins right. every day and that's why we have different youth workers of all ages within our youth ministry. I've worked with that and they and they want a mother figure I don't yeah. want a friend can somebody in an urban setting there's lack of parental support. So when you have this mother figure, they really support, they really they really go to that. When you've got a father figure, they really come into that. Yeah. You know, I've got guys and girls coming to me because they lack that father. And so I need to be I need I need to be a male. I need to be someone yeah. of my time. I can't be twenty one. Mm. It's no use for them. Yeah. Let me be let me lead from where I am.
0: It's just so good, Dan, and uh, so good that I'm gonna take that line and I'm <laughs> gonna use it myself and pretend that I made it up. That's how good <laughs> that was authentic trumps relevant every all time. The time all authentic the time. trumps relevant every time i love that and i'm going to write that down and not forget it good it stuff hurt. good stuff
1: what would you say are some of the uh i don't know some of the the pros and cons of working within an uh,
2: urban context right so the pros and cons of working in an urban context would be this a situation happened uh, a lot of your listeners would know about the london riots that happened you know a couple of years back and um, what happened with in, in my city I was working in ember in a Baptist church, mainly full of uh people, maybe on a poorer sketch a spectrum of things, mm-hmm. and the lot right kicked off, and I was away actually, I was on a honeymoon with my wife, we were away we were we were away we saw the news, how the rest of the world were reporting it and my church had a dilemma, and the dilemma was this: the police called our minister and said, uh we need a place to rest so the." there there was a riot going on and the police needed a the right police needed a place to rest to recuperate to go back out and to defend the streets of Enfield mm. and my pastor was like he knew my views and young people views for the police authority doesn't go down too well through stop and search and just uh, police and social workers interaction now if you're police or from a social workers perspective we do you, do you do you do do good work but in the urban setting there is a stigma towards the police so i have right. to address what what urban setting challenges are and so in that situation really really quickly um what happens was the pastor's like we're gonna allow the police to come in and we're gonna get young people to serve them and i was challenged my own urban challenge are you sure because the problem is if we side with the police we side with what they call the man or babylon or the system yeah so young people saying if you got police in the church are you are you gonna now report me And so many people have been reported, there's tension. So the pastor goes, we're going to do that. So they're in there. Now, picture this. You've got a picture. Police are in there. They've got right gear. They take it off. They put it down. They're sweaty. They're um, just defending the streets of Enfield. And here comes about eight or nine young people coming in with food, drinks for them to to have. They walk in and the police look going, these are the very same looking young people that were throwing stones and kind of doing that. And the police were served and they said to my pastor at the time, just thank you for showing us that not everybody in this community wants to destroy the community. Mm. And I learned something there, it challenged me because urban in the urban set we have particular myths or particular things we can't do, but Jesus requires us to show a higher way.
1: Mm. It's good. he does yeah
2: and I was challenged by my senior pastor and the young people challenged me about my own perspective on the police I've been stopped by the police many a times uh, for good and sometimes obscure reasons but I am called to forgive mm. so christian is kind of cultural I nine I told you about the cause of um urban saint uh, working in the urban setting but the gospel's kind of culture to that. And we have to let the gospel speak in where we need to. So, it would be authority would be some of the negative aspects to working in a, a, an urban setting. Yeah. The pros are that you've got so many people walking in. When you're in an urban setting, you've got so many different cultures walking into your youth ministry. It's so diverse and exciting when they come in. And it's about um, no. We got to stay in our Friday youth. No Friday the same because when they come in, it's never the same. <laughs> they come. Some come. In, some people come in on fire for jesus some come in with an attitude some coming whatever and it, it's just diversity really describes the urban um the urban context for sure
0: so in that context you're describing in amongst all of that diversity mm. how do you do discipleship then how, well, no, no, talk, talk <coughs> to me about this how do you do outreach mission evangelism right and how do you do discipleship in that urban context Well, so in the urban
2: context for sure i think um what we have been doing recently is that on, on the outreach stuff in my beginning of youth work, my kind of journey into the career of youth work, I did semi-detached youth work, and I've come really back to semi-detached youth work. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically you don't have, you don't really have a, a base. You're on the streets and you're engaging and talking to young people, and that is one of the ways we've engaged. Because one of the things is in an urban setting, you have to get a kind of um, reputation amongst the street to draw people in. So you have to be what is called a semi-detached kind of evangelist or engager, and you have to be in the community. So, for example, if there's, a, if there's a scenario within the community like there's a shooting, a stabbing, they need to know that you know what's going on or you're asking what's going on, but you're not part of the police. Right. They need to know you're, you're part of the community. And so I've gone to a, a semi-detached style of youth work. On a Friday night, I go out. Uh, minibuses we drop out to a certain estate we're on there we're chatting and we're inviting them to come sometimes they can't come to us sometimes they will never come to us but we'll definitely go to them so they need to feel you're not afraid of them now sometimes you might be afraid of them when you approach but then you say look tell me about life from your perspective so it has to be uh willing to 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 come out of our comfort church and engage them where they are and I would say that's, what, what, that's some part of the evangelistic stuff like that. And then the second part was just allowing young people to communicate the gospel in their own expression mm-hmm. um, and not um, kind of saying this is how it should be done. Um, knowing enough about the expression, but allowing them to communicate the gospel in expression. And that could be anything from beatboxing to clothes to fashion to language to entrepreneurism, whatever it may be, but allowing them to do that. If you allow them to do that, they, they, um, disciples make disciples. Um,
1: so is there any uh, strategic approaches that you take re- using resources, other material, or, or just way that you engage With I know you talked a little bit about being on the street, but Mm. is there any other way that kind of, um, you know, even once they're inside your youth group, like uh, you have a youth night, Mm. um, yeah. Is there any sort of approaches? So what
2: we we have done and what we have done, we do like like an open mic uh, once a month, every month, because we know in the urban setting, they love expression. And if they can get up and share. and, And the thing is with the music and the culture, they speak from how they see the world. Now, some of their worldview is completely different from yours, but to be heard, to be seen, to be recognised, to be praised, to be also challenged with what their views are, is what they want to do. And I think that's in the heart of most young people. But how we've picked that up, because of the setting we're in, we've done an open mic mic once a month, every month, titling the open mic, slightly different every single time, and different young people come up. Some of them uh, don't belong and don't believe. But they get a chance to express themselves. So that's one of the things we do on a regular basis, um, for sure. And believe it or not, th- actually, they want to know the Bible. So we literally do on a Friday night, we did a book of Luke, Acts, Genesis and Exodus. So we're working that out over uh, three years and literally, believe it or not, it's word they want to know. They don't know the Bible, but they want to know you're confident in it and they want to ask questions and so i would say if you're working in an urban context for any of you guys out there um dialogue conversation debate is the winner you've got to allow them to express themselves if you do that they'll turn up every week sometimes we push the icebreaker and that's fantastic but actually young people are talking about what they know what they see their voice being valued you're on a
0: winner Dan, what resources have been helpful to you that you th- think might be helpful to other youth workers working in an urban context?
2: So I would say, really, really quickly, podcasts on there um not just this one but i would also say but including this one yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 including this <laughs> yeah. one let's get that clear <laughs> um i would say Unseminary podcasts is a fantastic one and um that's all about leadership and campaigns and how to run curriculum and so forth and other than that i would say catalyst um it's an american mm. one on leadership so it's christine kane all these other ones are fantastic and I would say uh, Entree Leadership is about entrepreneur. If you're a youth worker, I think you have to be an entrepreneur in regards to fundraising, money, support. And they give you the top tips for that. So, um, yeah.
0: Great podcast. Know? What about some books that you've been okay,
2: reading? I would say one of the books I would say there is uh, Youth Ministry in the 21st Century, Five Views. Um, by Chapman Clark and absolutely fantastic it gives you five views of um, w- different models of doing youth ministry I would also say replenish as well um, um, the Replemish is, is, is about the soul of a leader it's about uh, leadership um, and I would say obviously classically Stanley, deep and wide fantastic book um, technology
0: wise yeah go for it
2: I would say technology church app fantastic for administration if you've got young people you need to get details um where they live and it does a whole chart of where young people are where they what they're doing and if you do that salvation it does a follow-up plan so church app is fantastic for administration brilliant I'll say Trello is fantastic for ideas if you're like ideas and session planning do that I would say uh, abide with me is your own spiritual walk it's a meditation it's brilliant for your own devotional life
0: Dan it's so good and there's just so much good stuff in what you said there I, I Dustin I'm feeling sorry for our listeners who are <laughs> listening to this driving their car or out for a run uh, and they've got their headphones in because they're going to need to go back and they're going to need to get their notepads out and listen again and take notes of what you're saying Dan because it's just so good and so helpful so I'm just going to ask you one more question go then ahead. and that's this if you for, for, for all of that good stuff all of that important and mm. helpful stuff that you said if you were going to say just one thing to a youth worker working in an urban context and you were going to say this is the thing it might be something you've already said might be something you had to say but this is the thing you've got to know you've got to do what would that one thing be
2: I I would say um, really be uh, a carrier of somebody that really knows who God is so um, really know the Holy Spirit, or really be an advocate for God's voice. Um, relationships, authenticity—for sure, these things are key. But I would say, really, ha- be someone to say, "Right, you know God." Then I want to, I want to draw to that. And I'm not saying, "Oh, don't over spiritualize it." Don't be like, "I oh, need to pray," but just a genuine love for God. People, young people are so spiritual, and they want to see vibrant spirituality.
0: Great, that is really good. And it comes back to that thing that you were saying earlier. That's my. That's going to be my takeaway from this session. Authentic Trump's relevant every time. Uh, just great stuff. Thank you again, Dan. And uh, we uh, look forward to seeing all that God will do through you uh, at City Gates and uh, through us. through London. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Serious for God Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that this podcast is tackling the issues that affect you in youth ministry. So email us, info at seriousforgod.co.uk, and tell us what you want us to talk about.
1: And please remember to subscribe through iTunes or
0: however you get your podcast. And stay in touch with Serious for God on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope with Serious for God, Instagram, Serious for God, Elim, and YouTube. Serious for God UK. See you next time.